Oh boy. Whew. That was a long ass yawn. What a great way to start. Oh man. Woo! Welcome to chapter 170 of Murmurings of a Milky Mortal. Oh no, Mischievous Murmurings of a Milky Mortal. Okay, I got my own one that I wrote wrong. Damn it, Luke. Okay, keep sending them in. I checked my emails. I'm out of submissions, okay, for intros. So uh, keep those intros coming in because I'm out. It took me about five minutes to come up with mischievous murmurings of a milky mortal. And, you know, I'm a busy guy and I also f- forgot the first one anyway. So I fucked up my own one. So, um, yeah, we love you guys doing my job here. So keep them coming in at luke.kidgel at gmail.com. Hope you guys are all well. Hope you guys have had a good week. We're back at it, guys. And I'll just be completely honest with you, okay? Today's not my day. All right, I've, I'm recording this later on in the afternoon on Monday. I woke up with a big fuck-off headache and uh, a bad attitude, and that's just stayed with me throughout the day, the headache and the attitude. So if this podcast is a little bit spicier than usual, then my apologies. And not often do we get anything related to spice on Memoirs of a White Guy. Usually it's spice-free guarantee. Uh, just because I've, I guess, a vendetta against uh, sh- uh, violently shitting myself. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy. If it if it comes in hot with food, it comes out even hotter. Okay, and personally, I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal preference. I don't like burning a hole through my rim. So, um, yes, that's a little too graphic way to start. But anyway, it will be a spicy fucking podcast. So. I'm assuming, look, it's going in the microphone, uh, pretty spicy. So just like my asshole, um, I'm assuming if you guys are listening to this in a day, it might come out of your headphones a little spicy as well. And I apologize. But um, yeah, this is going to be like the mild curry of podcasts. A little hot, uh, but you guys should be able to handle it. So yeah, lockdown's over, right? Like not legally, but... Vibe-wise, it's over. Now, if you don't know, I'm a vibe king. I see vibes, and I'm not afraid to call a vibe when I see it. I love vibe checks on people. You know, I often... uh, We're playing Among Us during the week, quite a popular game, and there's a fair few times where I just vibed who was the imposter. They're like, Luke, what's your evidence? I'm like, evidence is for nerds, okay? Vibe is for kings. So that's why I'm a vibe king, and uh, I call it some one time I was just, you know, picked up on Keelan's vibe. I was like, look, I'm just not liking his vibes. And sure enough, he was the imposter. Or was it Ruben? Who knows? Anyway, my brain's uh, dead. So, yeah, I uh, I went outside this week a bunch of times, was thrashing the world gym just like last week. And I actually, I'm temporarily out of the world gym because I rolled my ankle on Friday. Pretty embarrassing to be honest, I uh, often run on bike tracks. So when I see someone 
coming past. I try and run in places that aren't highly frequented, but often to get to those places off the beaten track, you got to run through some fairly passive areas. And uh, to avoid people on the footpath, because I'm running and I'm smashing it, so I'm not wearing a mask, you know, otherwise I'll have a heart attack. So I give people a, quite a wide berth. You know, I'll run out on the grass, you know, on the, or, or the nature strip, anything like that, just to keep a solid distance away from someone because I don't want to have some Karen, you know, scream at me in public or, you know, I, I don't want to, I just don't want to cause any ruffles. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm there working on my body and to get shredded, you know? So that's why I'm out there just for personal reasons. I don't need to get involved in, in anyone else's bullshit. So I'm running out in the grass to avoid these two guys on bikes, right? They're probably about 16 years old and... I just get absolutely potholed. Like I almost, I felt like, you know, it was one, it felt like it was man-made. It was such a big pothole that it was no way it's natural, you know, just like those um ones during the Vietnam War, you know, where the Viet Cong used to pop out and, you know, I felt like I fell into one of those fucking man-made trap doors. My foot just went in another direction. Like I was running this way. And my foot was like, oh, I think I'm just going to check out over here. And just went, and it hurt so badly. And the two dudes riding the bike was going around. Like, it was one of those ones where strangers sympathize for you. It must have looked bad. I don't really know what it looked like, but it definitely didn't look cool. Because the guy on the bike just went, I rolled my ankle. And it was one of those ones where I went, and immediately I just could not walk in it. Like I almost cowered to the ground. Like I was just like on one leg limping. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know the ones where you just bang in your own leg and you're gritting your teeth like this fucking, ugh. like when you cramp up in bed and you just, there's nothing you can do about it. And you just sit there and you're like, oh, I should have drank more water. Is that how you get rid of cramps? Isn't it dehydration? Anyway, maybe that's not right. <laughs> but um, I like that I say something kind of medical and I just immediately doubt myself. I'm like, that's probably incorrect. But yeah, anyway, I roll my ankle and the dude next to me just goes, fuck. And the guy on the bike's just like, oh, and they're both just like looking at me like, are you, are you good? And I'm just like, oh, I'm looking at the back. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm good, to be honest. Um. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty embarrassing. So I've been out of the world gym for about three days now. And I'm so stupid that I I rested for like a minute. You know, I was like, okay, that's good. It's good. But I was meeting my dad, right? Because we're going for a walk. So I was like, oh, I don't really have my phone on me. So I was like, I can't call him to. So I just kept running. And then I ended up doing another nine kilometers after I'd already fucked my ankle. And then three hours later that night on the Friday night drinks, my... Uh, foot was just in agony. Like I, I iced it and it swelled up like a mofo and it was bad. Not really not good. And now I've had three days off the well gym and it's killing me because the vibe is alive out there. And um, yeah, but when I was out there last week, I don't know if you guys in Melbourne have noticed the shift in attitude of everyone in regards to like the whole pandemic and caring like my local playground as soon as playgrounds opened and as soon as the five person or whatever it is gathering outside was allowed dude it's over it's over for the like daniel andrews and stuff they it 
Dude, did you see the pictures of St. Kilda Beach? As soon as you give people a fucking centimeter, they'll just take an inch. You know what I mean? Or is that the saying? Give people an inch and they'll take a meter. You know what I'm talking about. Like you give people a little bit of leeway and they're like, oh, I'm just going to like, you know, technically we're all allowed to hang out in group. You know what I've seen a lot of? Groups of 10 people just sitting a meter away from each other going, well, oh no, we're two different groups. <laughs> like that's the thing. There's always loopholes. That's why you don't, this is like people look, why don't they let us out? I'm like, because they let you all out and we all fucking abuse it. Now, I'm not going to pretend I'm not above this, all right? I'm absolutely going to be doing shit like this. I love loopholes. Loopholes are one of my favorite things. I mean, I made a career of breaking rules, okay? I've been following the COVID rules because I'm a safe little boy, but, you know, it is getting to the point where everyone's just getting fucking sick of it, you know? It's shit, and there's nothing you can really do about it, but god damn, my local playground that I run past is like fucking Disneyland. I've never seen that many people frequenting a playground before. And we're not even talking just kids. There's parents on the slide just going, look, I haven't been out in six months. This is the biggest thrill I'm going to get. I'm not allowed to go to Movie World, you know, for another year probably at least. So I may as well just enjoy this local slide. And it's wild. Like there's coffee vans, you know, at all the big playgrounds. And there's parents like – because. You know, when people are drinking coffees, having a chat, no one's wearing masks. It's just, it's loose. The kids are running around. Oh, man. The virus just must be going, this is our chance, boys. Third wave. Huh? Let's have a dip. Let's spread this shit. You know? It was great. Um, You know, it was fucked, but it was funny. You know, I ran past this and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be performing again anytime soon. That's all I could think about. I ran past this playground. I saw like literally 200 people. It's quite a big playground, but still, there was, you couldn't get a car park. The car park was completely full. I was running through it and I'm just thinking like, oh, I'm not going to be able to perform for years. Maybe. I mean, until there's a vaccine. I think we've all just given up until there's a vaccine. Like there's... It's just going to be, it's madness. No one cares. And I'm, I'm a little bit like that as well. I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather just hang out with like a few close mates at this point and, and roll the dice. You know, I'm not even into gambling, but I'm like, ah, you know, I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'm just at that point. I think I can speak for a lot of people, particularly in Melbourne. Um, I'm fucking sick of it. I mean, everyone else is just chilling right now. It's so bad. Watching all your friends from Sydney and Queensland and Perth, South Australia, anywhere else. Just have a sweet time, you know. And I'm just like, cool. Yeah. On Saturday, I heated up some lasagna and played some Tony Hawk. That was where my night was. That was, I mean, I was actually rad. I don't know why I'm knocking that. That's actually, it sounds like a sweet Saturday night. It was. Um, unlocked a few levels. I've almost finished the game, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm just, I think I'm done. And again, it might be my headache talking. It might be my bad attitude, but I'm absolutely off it. Uh, I've just like, I, I've just, we shouldn't fully open up again, but would love it to just go to like, you can have three people over or five people over to your house. I would, nothing more I'm excited about than just getting in the backyard with a couple of the boys and just having a mad piss up. 
it's been too long and it's uh it it needs to happen soon so um yeah that's the way i'm feeling maybe that's bad to be feeling like it's a little bit selfish i i guess um because there's you know still people dying um but no one that i know (laughs) that's the definition of a selfish thing to say but it doesn't directly affect me though so (laughs) and that's what we love here we love it when things don't when tragedy doesn't personally affect you we love that so um yeah i'm just i'm over i think i'm just done i feel like I feel like I've completely changed my tune from like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago on the podcast, I was like, I don't mind lockdown. It's going great. You know, I've got it easy. And I do. I'm very fortunate. The fact that it's taken me this long to crack the shits is quite incredible. I'm someone with quite a short attention span and I get bored of things easily. And I've almost hit the four month mark of, and now it's starting to get me. I had mates who were like this two weeks in. They were just like, fucking get me outside. You know, I just... Need to, need to get outside. Now, granted, they definitely have ADHD, but it's, I feel for them. You know, I've, I've lasted a long time being calm about this, but you know what? Should have probably had a Panadol before the podcast because I'm, I'm fucking off it. So, um, yeah, got to do an update about the big down ball, handball, wall ball debate. It came up last week on the stream. Then I brought it up again on the podcast. And since then, all I've seen is infighting, public schools versus private schools, uh, people arguing about, I guess, something that you should all have fond memories of. I guess that I wasn't really trying to start an argument. Even though I knew it would, I was more just trying to get a definitive answer of what is the correct term. And from my research that I've done this week, uh, There is no definitive right answer to this question. It's purely what you call it, I think. Uh, So if you don't know what I'm talking about, and I do need to clear up a few things because I think there was a lot of confusion even with you guys to listen to the podcast last week. I was trying to get to the bottom of the game where you slap a ball against a wall and then the next person slaps like a tennis ball against the wall and, you know, the bang, bang, bang. And then if you fuck it up, you're out. And then it's next round. Everyone else is in until it's two on two at the end. And then someone wins. That's the game I'm talking about. Now we called that down ball at my high school. A few people called it wall ball. That was quite a popular one. And I also will accept handball, right? I said last week that I wouldn't accept that, but I think that's actually the most popular name for it. But I just want to clear this up because I think there's a few people that are confused. I'm not talking about Foursquare. Now, this confused a lot of people from Perth, I believe, because I spoke to a couple of people from Perth. Now, look, look, mate, I'm from WA. I've never heard of this game where you slap a ball against a wall. Like, what the fuck is that? We just kind of play like hand tennis and we call it handball. You know, like in either a bat tennis court or a Foursquare court, he's like, we just call that handball. So I think a lot of people call called down ball, my version, the wall one, right? Or wall ball, handball, and four square handball. So it's, I know it's, this is confusing, but people refer to both games. They're two completely different games as the same thing, which is why handball keeps coming back to me as like the most popular way. But I'm like, you guys probably don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. So 
I just want to be clear. I'm not talking about Foursquare, the game where like your king dance and whatever like the four things are and you move around. I'm not talking about that game. I'm talking about the one where you slap it against the wall. That one is pretty much called either handball or Foursquare. I mean, if you call that handball again, you're a savage and it's weird, but I'll allow it. I want to get to the bottom of uh, what's the what's the one where you put it, push against the wall, right? Now, a few new titles started coming out this week. Oh, the camera died. What were we saying? Oh, yeah, some people brought to the table new titles for these games, new names for it. Some people were saying, oh, no, nah, at my school, it's called Pushball. Do, do you go to a special school? What do you mean it's called push bowl? Oh, we push it. We don't even hit it. We just use the force. That's probably what they call it at the Jedi Academy. You know, that's what all the younglings play. Just like, you can't push the ball. You slap it. It's a slap movement. It's a smack, a hit. Smack ball would be better, to be honest. Uh, even slap ball. That, that sounds kinky, but... Um, and then some people were saying, nah, at my school, we call it one touch. What? what? One? I've never even heard of that. One touch? That sounds like someone testifying against a Catholic priest, you know? Like, it, as a teacher of the school, it's not a game you can play. You can't walk up to a bunch of kids and be like, oh, kids, you want to play some one touch? Fuck no. No, we don't want you to play, all right? <laughs> It's just like not a good name for a schoolyard thing. I mean, maybe my mind's in the gutter, but when someone said one touch, I laughed. I was like, "There's, you, it's a schoolyard game. You can't, no, nope, you can't call it that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's out of handball, down ball, or war ball, I think is just the three things that we're disputing. And as in regards to the four square handball argument, because some people call that other game, completely different game. Um, some people call that other game uh, handball as well. Look, if you want to call it handball, fine. All right, you, everyone's, you know, each to their own, but it's it's odd. I still think that's a really odd name because uh, any sport could be called handball because everyone in the comments was like, yeah, but you use your hand. And I was like, yes, yeah, so do you. you use your hands in fucking basketball. Doesn't mean you should call it handball, you know? It's just very confusing. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the end of that debate. I'll probably do a vote, and I think handball is going to come away with the win there. Uh, it seems like the most common one. And the best argument I heard was in the uh, comment section on the podcast last week, which was uh, Kevin Rudd calls it handball, so therefore it's the official thing. But also, Kevin Rudd plays four square, like two square or whatever it is, the hand tennis in a bat tennis court. That is handball. Fair enough. I wasn't even talking about that game. That's why there was, there was so much confusion that I was just like, where's my phone? I was going to read some TikTok comments. I've lost my phone. God damn it, Elizabeth. Where is my phone? Anyway, whatever. I was going to read some TikTok comments because I posted a clip of me discussing this from the podcast last week on the uh, Luke Kidgel podcast TikTok, which you can follow, by the way. It's starting to gain some momentum after a pretty rough start. A rough couple of weeks uh, on the uh, Luke Kidgel podcast TikTok, but now it's chugging along nicely. Had a couple of ones go pretty big, which is good. 
So, I, yeah, I thought no better place to decide this argument than with where children are on TikTok. So I chucked it up there and, boy, oh, boy, the comment section got pretty heated. Over 100 comments were left and the definitive answer was handball. But again, you know, some of those people do have slow brains and I also think the way the clip was edited, it was a little confusing, to be fair to them. Um they thought I was talking about Foursquare, I think, or like that game that Kevin Rudd plays where you're just one-on-one someone slapping a ball, you know? That's not what I was actually talking about. But anyway, guys, we'll, we'll move on. I just get pretty passionate about schoolyard games, apparently. Six years after I graduated, I was like, now's the time to get to the bottom of this. You know, not when I was in high school. I was too busy playing fucking down balls, you know? Um, so, yeah. And it's crazy to me, like, the, the funny part to me was how I'd never heard of wall ball, but people who called it wall ball was like, what the fuck is down ball? <laughs> people were watching this going, I've never heard of that ever. It's so weird to me, like, that there's all these different names for it, and I'm only just discovering it now. I just thought everyone was on the same page on this one, and it's that's not the case at all. That's what fascinates me with stuff like this. Our country is so weird. The way, like, some places will just call things different shit. You know, you just call things different because you're like, well, we live here and we call it that, so fuck you. <laughs> it's a very Australian thing. You're like, mate, I'm not going to change for you. And it's great. Keep that up. I love that. <laughs> so uh, this one uh, is an email. It came in from Chloe. Now, last week on the podcast, I'm not going to lie, we, we barely scraped 40 minutes of content together. It was a slow week. I don't know what to say. Um, it's in a world pandemic in Melbourne. Not allowed to kind of leave your house. And you're not even allowed to go outside of five kilometers from your house when you do leave it. So not a lot goes on. Um, nothing ever happens. So Chloe sent me an email. And I love getting your emails, guys. Luke.kidgel at gmail.com still for the meantime. Still haven't got around to making that podcast email but it will be happening soon. Uh, She said, Hey Luke, I love your podcast so much and I listen to it every week. Thank you very much, Chloe. Uh, I noticed last week during episode 169 and then in brackets she's put lol (laughs) because sex and that's good. uh, You're a bit light on for content, which is understandable considering the whole lockdown situation. So I thought I'd help you out by running a QA and a for you. And I, I got this email and I was like, yes, Chloe, this is what I need. All right, let's, let's fucking just fill some minutes, guys, huh? Let's just run it up. I feel like a footy team right now when there's five minutes to go and they just start kicking backwards, fucking around on the wing. And that's what we're doing, guys. We're running out the clock. But uh, that's what I thought this was going to be. And then I read the questions. They're actually, I, I kind of like these questions because often when I get, ask questions on like a live stream or like on email for this podcast or whatever. Um, it's often just like, hi Luke, um, what's your favorite food? <laughs> or like, well, hi Luke, um, if you're an animal, what would it be? <laughs> what's your favorite color? <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's like, sometimes I'm like, why did God or whoever, you know, do, why do we have brains? Like who, why did we evolve to even have brains if we're just going to be like, what is your favorite color? <laughs> you may as well just not have one. 
because you're like you know you just i feel like it save people a lot of trouble you know if that's what they're fucking using it for <laughs> imagine like because I, I i you know i'm not trying to be rude but I, i'm at the same time i'm being fucking awful to you guys but uh i love when i get correspondence it's hilarious to me though that like people go man i've listened to every single episode of your podcast and i've got a question for the show what's your favorite color and i'm like dude if you like me that much which is so like i don't know it's, it's so weird and and it's very humbling and i appreciate that i'm really thankful but if you really are interested in me that much is that really what you want to know you want me to be like oh blue <laughs> <laughs> fucking ask anything else <laughs> i get like asked the same shit all the time i don't know i guess i guess uh you know you can't be mad at people being interested in you so but also it does amuse me i'm not mad about it it just makes me laugh <laughs> i just get such like generic questions you know like what did you want to be when you grew up if you weren't a comedian what would you be <laughs> like i'm gonna be like i'd be an astronaut it's like no dude I'd probably work at fucking Woolies. I have no idea, you know? But anyway, these questions from Chloe, I thought were quite unique. I, I don't often get asked this stuff a lot. Some of them kind of generic and some of them are good. So the first one is, I think she's got eight questions here or nine, nine questions. Damn. Okay. So this is, she's really running a Q&A here and I'm all for it. So Chloe's gone. What were you scared of as a child? Number one. Had to have a think about this one during the week. And then I realized, I don't think I've ever said this. I was shit scared of witches as a kid. Just like, fuck them, man. Like, I could not deal. That one from uh, Wizard of Oz used to get me when I was really young. And I realized how stupid it is now because that was made in like the 30s or the 40s, right? So even when I watched it, in the late 90s, it was over 50 years old. <laughs> and I was still like, oh, geez, this bitch just pops out of nowhere. You know, It was when they were walking along the yellow brick road and then she's just go, and then a big puff of smoke will come up and she'd be like, ah! <laughs> and four-year-old me was like, nah, I'm, this is fucked. I'm not about this at all. All right, shoo, scat. And she used to just pop up on the roof. Remember that time when she just pops up on the roof in the Wizard of Oz? I was just like, nah, not today. No, thank you. And then because I feel like I developed this weird fear in my brain of witches, then the day I watched Narnia, mate, oh, she's not even a good villain. Like you watch that movie back now and you're like, I don't know what I was scared for. As far as villains go, she's not the most intimidating villain, the white witch in Narnia. Yet for some reason, when I was a kid, I was petrified. You know, I remember I used to, because when my brother... I uh, went to school. He's two years older than me. So I would have been like three, right? Or four, three. Th yeah. In three-year-old kinder. So he's he started prep. So he's away during the day. All of a sudden I've got no one to play with. Right. So I'm at for two years of my life. I was just kind of at home with mum, you know, chilling during the day, like going to kinder, but on the days off, just had a lot of free time to myself. So in the backyard, I used to think like if I locked the fence that it, my backyard would be witch proof. Which the logic now, I, I agree. I, I, I hear you. I know what you're thinking. But look, they just pff, out of nowhere. I know. I watched a wish just with a witch, wish, death. I watched a wish. Oh my God, I did it again. 
I watched a witch fuck my life. Um, just, you know, kind of come in with a puff of smoke in the movie. And I thought if I lock my back gate, I just like create this witch proof fortress. But, you know, looking back at the back gate now at my parents' house, I'm just like, you look, that wouldn't have probably stopped anyone, let alone someone with magical powers. You know, you could just open the gate. It wasn't even locked. I just used to actually, it wasn't even padlocked. I just used to close the, like the bolt on the gate. And I was like, Whoa, thank God no witches can get in here now. But I guess when you're like four, you see a fence, you know, that's like that high. You're just like, oh, nothing's getting through that. Probably not even a dinosaur could jump over that because everything seems massive. I remember the first day of prep, the grade sixes, I thought were adults. Even though like I had a teacher that was an adult, you'd see a grade six kid. I remember the grade six kids used to play British Bulldogs. And I remember thinking like, that that's a man. Like that's like an adult male. And now you see a grade six kid and you're like, you are 12. Fuck you. You know, <laughs> you just see one in the street and you're like, you're at the, you're at the most annoying part of your life. You know what I mean? It won't be, It'll be fucking six years before you become likable again. Um, whenever you see like someone entering that age. But I remember when you're five, you're like, that person is a role model. You know, the way these dudes play British Bulldogs, that's crazy to me. I used to look up to grade sixes and I was like, man, one day, if, if I ever even get that old, I'm going to be a grade six. And then I became a grade six and you come into year seven, you're like, oh, I'm, and it happens again with the year 12s. You know, you're in year seven, you think you're a big dog, come out of primary school, and then you go into year 12, and you're like, oh, there's actual adults here. There's some people are turning 18. And now, when I feel so old, now when I see year 12, I'm like, you, you're a, just a, a teeny, a teeny, a teeny bopper. You know, you're probably like One Direction and K-pop, or whatever you're into. I don't know what the bloody, you know, I feel like One Direction haven't been a band for about six years now, actually, that was... Pretty bad reference, but um, you guys knew what I meant. I was I was trying to throw some shade at the youth, but in doing so, really showed my dad energy there and uh, absolutely fucked the reference. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, long, long fucking story short, I was scared of witches, Chloe, when I was a kid. <laughs> it's a real weird one, isn't it? Like most people are like scared of the dark, which I was, you know, you're an animal if you like the dark. Like, you're a weirdo if you grew up not fearing the dark. The dark was almost scarier than a witch in a way because the dark's unpredictable. You know, the, the, a light goes off in your room. You're like, anything could happen now. Anything. Because you know what? You can't see. Without vision, apparently that changes changes everything. It's so weird, isn't it? The amount of, like, safety that artificial light can give you as a child. And then as soon as that's taken away from you, it's on, you know, all your deepest fears, like your witch fears, you know, you watch some scary movie. You know, I don't even like those little monkey things from the Wizard of Oz when I was like three. I remember that. I remember my brother, he used to be shit scared of the hyenas in The Lion King. He used to run behind the couch. He used to grab a plastic golf club, run behind the couch. There's like family video of it. You know, dad's just laughing at him on like filming him on the fucking VHS tapes, you know. He's got, got the camcorder out and dad's just going, you, you're all right, mate. And then my brother's just got a golf club and he's just like swinging at the TV, you know, as if he's going to fuck up one of these high, you know, animated hyenas. 
um, in the elephant graveyard. But uh, yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? What you're scared of in the kid and you look back on it now, you're like, there, man, grow up. It's like, who are you, mate? What are you, three? <laughs> Get a life. Uh, you do, uh, this is question number two, by the way. I feel like at this rate, this Q&A is going to fill the whole podcast. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff online. What content are you enjoying the most at the moment and why? I do do a lot of stuff online. Podcasts, videos, now I'm streaming. I'm going to say streaming is what I've been having the most fun with uh, in the last couple of months. It's easily my favorite thing to do. I think it's just the live element, to be honest. It's like, A, I love the interacting with you guys, like the fun community that we've built over there. You know, even though like I, you know, I, I feel like I'm an asshole sometimes in this podcast, but we do have a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, the community that we've built is super nice. And that's one thing that I've been loving about. I talked about it last week. You guys are so fucking nice. It's so weird because, like, <laughs> I'm such a, you know, I'm such a dick, like, a lot of the time. Like, as a joke, but also, like, <laughs> I, it's also, like, that's me, you know? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know what, man? I've got a fuck-off headache and a bad attitude. Time to do a podcast. And then the people I attract listening to it are so nice. They're like, oh, classic Luke. Yeah, he's a silly boy. You know, you guys are, like, such genuine... Uh, like, I don't know what, how to describe it. Like soft, caring people. Soft is a weird way to describe you guys. Even weirder if I said you guys were hard. Um, so but yeah, you guys are just like caring, nice people for the most part. And, um, that always confuses me because I give off sometimes very negative vibes, <laughs> but I try not to, you know? So uh, yeah, definitely Twitch. And, um, the videos that I've been loving the most, are uh, doing, I've actually been the pro gamer channel. If you don't know, I have a gaming YouTube channel. I kind of talked about it for like the week that I announced it, but haven't promoted it much since. I kind of put like in a lot of effort. I don't think people realize like some of them are just Twitch clips, but like a lot of the Tony Hawk ones and stuff, I I edit together like the best four minutes of a three hour live stream and add some voiceovers. And if there's sometimes there's like an arc or an objective that I'm trying to achieve throughout the live stream. So I put some cinematic music under it and it's uh ends up being a really fucking funny video i think but they don't get too many views but i just like doing it for me um so yeah chloe that's what i've been enjoying at the most is probably just um watching the streams back and i think that it's some of my best content so go check it out if you want to check out the gaming channel um it's heaps fun so uh what's the worst thing about being moved out of home um, definitely the dishes and also like missing my family. I know that sounds lame, but I, you know, I used to, I didn't kind of realize how much I enjoyed spending time with like my parents and stuff until I moved out. And, you know, I, maybe it's also like the pandemic and stuff. You can't see them as much as well. It makes you realize that you're like, oh, I actually enjoyed, um, hanging out with them. But uh, it almost like now that I moved out, I almost actually, cause it's, it's the thing you do take for granted. If you have like a great family like me, um, which I'm very fortunate to have is uh, it's something you take for granted if you live with them. But then when you don't live with them, it actually kind of makes it when you like hang out with your loved ones, it actually makes it like more special anyway. So it's kind of better being moved out. Cause it means you appreciate it more and you all have a way better time when you are 
with each other. That's what I've found anyway since moving out. I've almost been at a home for a year now. Pretty crazy. Uh, your boy's growing up. Uh, but yeah, oh no, and the dishes, the, the housework. I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> I have nothing fun to say about it. It makes me angry and it makes me sad. Uh, fucking washing a dish. And I we still haven't got a dishwasher because they can't come in because of COVID. So it just makes me even more miserable when I do it. Um, question number four. I know you've been excited about MGK's new album. That's Machine Gun Kelly, by the way, which I have been. Uh, me too. I just want to know, what did you think? Um, I feel like I've been this album's biggest promoter since day one. Uh, not sure why I'm not getting any kickbacks. I've just haven't been that excited about an album in the genre that I really enjoy uh, for a while. It's just uh, exciting. Like it's in like I've been a fan of pop punk since I've you know like I was like 14, 15 years old. So uh, it's kind of cool to just see something new and refreshing. And I think there's a few reasons why it stood out to me as like something to be excited about was because a it's kind of cool. That it's like just a one person kind of doing it. Like, or it's like labeled as like, he's just a guy. Um, and obviously Travis Barker, like produced the album and stuff, Travis from Blink-182. But um, it's just kind of different. The fact that it's like, usually it's like bands. Um, and in this case, it's kind of like just a different vibe to it. Um, and I think that makes it a lot more personal because often like when, you're listening to lyrics of like a band, it's harder to connect with because you're like, you're not sure if it's like the singer's lyrics. Often like, you know, like I know Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy used to write a lot of the lyrics and stuff like that. So it's like often the guitarist and the bassist will actually write a lot of the lyrics and stuff. Um, not always, but it's just one of those things where because it's like a personal project, um, it just seems a lot more personal. But the main reason I like it is because it fucking slaps, dude. And the new album, Tickets to My Downfall, it, I've been talking about for a while that I've been into his music. I feel like I got into him after that song, I Think I'm Okay, with Youngblood and Travis Barker. And I think I just saw it come up on my recommended on YouTube and just saw Travis Barker. And I'd heard of like Machine Gun Kelly and Youngblood before. So I was like, oh, just check it out. And then I was like, man, this slaps. And I started listening to his other shit. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then he released like Bloody Valentine and stuff. And I was like, fuck, I'm so keen for this album. And then the album dropped and it's probably like my, definitely my favorite album at the moment. I've had it on repeat for like the last week and a half. I probably listen to it like twice a day and um, it's so good. I listen to it when I run, it's sick and uh, it's just fun. I think that's what, um, if you're into like pop punk or, or if you ever were, I would recommend checking it out. It's just like, the reason why I like it is uh, his music is because it's like not perfect you can tell he's still figuring it out. And to me, that's what the like the genre was always about. I keep on going to say genre. It's genre. But anyway, that's what it was always about to me. Um, was like people, like guys in a studio just figuring it out and having fun. And there's also like a lot of like emotion on the album, a lot of attitude, which I think is fun. And um, a lot of fucking around. Like there's a, there's a bit where it just like he just calls Pete Davidson and have this stupid conversation about aliens. And it's not that funny, to be honest, but it's just like fun, you know? It's like that stuff that I think a lot of uh, bands have missed over the last few years. They've, all of a sudden, like, pop punk became like this serious thing. 
where like people like were trying to be cool. I'm like, the whole thing was, it was like never cool. It was just like kind of tacky, fun skateboarding music. And, and then occasionally, you know, there was some like, emo- like rebellious emotion behind it, which I always liked growing up. So uh, yeah, it kind of like captures all the things that I love about that music in one album. There's some songs that are just like, you can dance to like kiss, kiss. And then there's bloody Valentine, which is just a fucking banger. There's the song with um, uh, Halsey, which is, what's her name? I keep saying her name wrong. I was doing this on a live stream the other night. Halsey? Halsey. Halsey. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she's fucking sick. That song is the best song in the album. Anyway, yeah, I could talk about this for ages, but I won't because I've already talked about it on a bunch of live streams. But uh, yeah, go check out Tickets to My Downfall. I don't know why I promote this dude's album for free, <laughs> but... um. It slaps. <laughs> so that's what I thought. It definitely exceeded my expectations because I went into it going, this dude's a fucking rapper. There's no way this will be as good as I've built it up to be in my head. And then I was like, damn, the first song came on and it was like this my cam, like welcome to the black parade type start. And then it just went and like this beat and the lyrics. And I was like, damn and then that didn't stop for the rest of the album the next song i'd be like okay the next one will be shit and then i was like okay fine the next one will be average there's not really like a bad song on the album and even the um bonus album, the bonus tracks like the, the the deluxe album slap a rooney a big old slap slap from start to finish would recommend let's move on to the next question <laughs> Uh, five, what type of kid were you? Uh, example, class clown, quiet, confident, sporty, or gamer, etc. Um, I think I've talked about this a bit on the podcast, so I don't want to cover any old ground, but I was like not a gamer at all. I didn't have a console growing up. My parents like didn't like me playing video games. Um, I used to play some games on PC, but I just wasn't that into it because like I never had a console. I just... I never wanted one. Like, I don't think I ever asked for one. I think that was kind of weird. Maybe I didn't ask for one because I knew my parents weren't keen on it, but I never like really felt that like I was missing out on much. Uh, I used to just like make cubby houses, build weapons. I was that kid. The kid who's just like always outside riding their bike. I spent my whole childhood along like our local bike track. I know those trails like the back of my hand kind of thing. I used to do that. We just like, make weapons in the backyard, make bow and arrows. Me and my brother used to shoot them at each other. It's pretty fucked looking back at it now. Like there's some of those things that they weren't lethal, but they definitely could have taken an eye out. You know, you wouldn't have like pierced the skin, but they used to hurt. We used to make like wooden swords and just, you know, sometimes if we'd for real have a fight, like we just start using the swords that we made that were kind of designed to play. But then if shit got real, you know, you just pick up your sword and you'd hope that you'd, built it good you know because and it was mainly like we used to sand them down and it was it was a whole thing like these are wooden swords and then when we started trying to build metal ones that's when our parents were like yeah look we're not going to do metal swords in the backyard you guys are 10 years old and that's fair so i would say that was me and and at school i was definitely like a show-off and probably a bit of an asshole looking back on it like i was like a nice guy but i felt like I, I, everyone has shit that they regret from when they were a kid. You know, I wasn't like a bully, 
at all. I would de- definitely like do, don't have it in me to be like a a bully, but um, I was definitely like kind of like I am now, but in a really immature way, in like a non-self-aware way, where sometimes I could just like be a dick to someone. And I always regretted that, but I, I ended up coming friends with a lot of people um, that I maybe like could have treated better in primary school and stuff in high school. So that's always good. Um, but I was just, yeah, I was like an immature fucking kid. I was 10, you know, <laughs> I felt like uh, I was into sport. Um, yeah. And I felt like, I felt like I was a pretty nice kid, you know, like well-mannered, you know, parents used to like me type thing. But then obviously everyone has those moments in your childhood where you're just like, fuck, what did I do that for? You know how you only ever remember the um, bad shit you did as a kid and you never really remember the, the, the good things you did from people? Like you, like the things that I just remember and me just being a fucking asshole. Like, you know, you guys at school used to like go into the toilets, get toilet paper, wet it, and then throw it up at the roof and it used to stick on the roof. <laughs> in grade two, we used to do that shit every day and looking back at it now you're like dude that was some guy's job to clean that like what an asshole move but when you're eight years old you're like this is incredible wet paper sticks on a roof it's never gonna get off (laughs) i remember i used to just do naughty shit like that all the time and my dad was a teacher at the school i went to so it was just like so dumb you know like as if he wasn't gonna find out about stuff like that it was pretty funny though. I remember one day, you know how kids, you just, you do the shit like when you're just bored in the oval at lunchtime. This was like when we were like in grade five or six too. So like definitely old enough to know better. You know, you do that shit where you bend down behind your mate. Like you sneak up behind your mate, bend down and then someone pushes them. Like, so they just fall backwards and you could definitely hit your head on the ground. It's not safe. And I understand why you get in trouble for it. But, uh, I remember one day, like my dad was on yard duty and he was a teacher at the school. And then he's just like, like we saw us like fucking around on the oval and I pushed my mate. And then like, I remember my dad just goes, Oi, Luke. And I was like, oh fuck. And then like, I remember like the some nights, the trip home. Cause like dad was pretty good where he's like, he was like, didn't want to be like the teacher at home kind of thing which I always appreciated. Um, and he was pretty good in the, in the sense that like he used to like not try and bring anything that was like, would have just been a general schoolyard thing that you wouldn't get a parent involved in. Usually he just would leave that at school, but it was me being a paranoid kid. Like on the drive home, I'd just be silent going like, Oh, I got in trouble today, you know? And he'd be like, all right, so mate, we're uh, going to watch the footy this weekend. He'd be like trying to keep spirits up. And I'd be like, no, I'm still not over the thing that happened at recess. <laughs> it was always kind of weird actually having a dad that's at school, but um, I feel like it was weirder at the time. And then I look back on it now and I'm like, it really wasn't that weird. I was overthinking it because I was nine. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of kid I was. Um, how long have we been going for? Oh man, 48 minutes. Chloe, this Q&A has got me through a fucking podcast. You've reminded me about, so I feel like I've been blabbering on a bit, but anyway, it's it's different. <laughs> I can keep going. I'll do an hour because I did a short one last week. Um, best thing to come out of this Corona lockdown uh, was the question number six. Uh, yeah, probably the same as before. Twitch. 
I think. Like I'm, I was shocked at how much I love streaming. So much fun. Um, and I think it's just like, this is kind of a boring answer and more on the business side of things, but I think it's like really forced me to evolve and adapt my business with the times, which is kind of like a good wake up call anyway. It's one of those things where Lewis and I were like, we were talking about the other day, we've drawn so many positives from it. Like there's obviously the negative of like, I lost, I keep forgetting, I lost thousands of dollars six months ago when everything got canceled. I'm still paying it off. Like I still have a monthly payment plan where I'm paying money from the tour off. Like, um, so anyway, I'm still in debt. So it's, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying, my, but anyway, there's obviously been a lot of negatives that come that have come out of it financially, but just looking at it from a business perspective of how much my uh, content online has been streamlined and my process and even the new avenues that I probably never would have explored like Twitch and uh, new ways to market and sell merch, like this new World Gym merch, probably wouldn't have done like a one-off merch drop because I was just in that cycle of doing tour merch and then trying to give merch a break and then so it sells on the next year's tour. So it's just been like a really good opportunity to try some different stuff that I maybe never would have done. And personally, you kind of figure out what you really want to do in life when you have six months to figure it out. It makes you realize like, I think there'll be a lot of people that after this lockdown in every profession, regardless of what you do, that might shift after this. They were like, they will stop working for a bit, realize that they're happier and then go, I'm not going to go back to that shitty job that I was doing before lockdown. I feel like there's going to be a lot of that happening. So it's kind of good to uh, reflect on what you like, what you don't like doing. And there'll definitely be some things that I changed going back into stand-up um, for sure. I mean, the one thing I've realized is how much I fucking miss stand-up and that it it's made me realize I was like, okay, this is the one thing you loved unconditionally more than anything in the world. Um, obviously and Meg, um, is doing stand up comedy. So, um, yeah, I'm, that's probably been the best thing to come out of Corona is like drawing positives of like, okay, look, financially, this has been a shit year, but you know, I've been getting quite fit. I've been trying to smash the world gym. Um, I feel like I've grown as a person, man. I feel like I'm trying to do less immature shit. Um, even that stuff I did, I wasn't proud of. That gym shit. It was like real. I think I was just in a really bad fucking phase um, where I, I tried to piss off the gym down the road of my house and I told people to leave Google Review. That was so immature. Um, and I actually really regret that. And I think about that sometimes going like, that's so fucking dumb that I did that. I think it's because we did this thing on Luke and Lewis where it was really funny about a month before that, where we like got people to ride on Tower Hill McDonald's. But that was funny because it was like a, we're living Google reviews on a corporation. So it's not going to like hurt them. But I didn't realize that like the gym down the road that was being really fucking loud and annoying um, was like a small business. So I, I feel horrible about that still. So um, yeah, I've, been honestly this is getting kind of serious but i've been trying to just grow as a person if that makes sense and i feel like i have i feel like i've kind of gotten my shit together behind the scenes and i'm really trying to be more conscious of like not putting out negative shit into the world unless it's really funny <laughs> unless it's like a good one you know um 
because, dude, the world's negative as fuck right now. So I'm like, I've just been trying to shift that. And I feel like I am having a little bit of an identity crisis on my YouTube channel. Like, I don't really know what I want to do there. I was really happy with doing Life of Luke at the start of the year and I was loving doing stand-up and I was definitely going to shift my channel into pretty much just being, I'm a stand-up comedian, watch me tour, watch me perform and here's some behind the scenes. Like that's where I wanted to take it and it was working in February on that regional tour. And then obviously now I've had to reshift it because of the pandemic. But um, yeah, what was the question? Anyway, best things coming up. Yeah, anyway, I've just been trying to like evolve um, and that's the only place where I'm still unsure is my YouTube content. That's the only place where I'm still unsure. But personally, I feel like I'm doing better than ever. Um, and I've had to grow up a lot this year, like help Meg with her health. Like I had to get up this morning, probably earlier than I would have liked to take her to the doctor and do that shit every day. Like just cleaning up the house and trying to take best care of her. Cause obviously her heart condition and stuff, she's not able to do as much stuff. So yeah, that's like, this has become a very serious podcast, but um, that's kind of the best things come out of Corona is I feel like I'm going to come out of it a better person, which is great. Um, I'll keep going because I'm enjoying it. And I feel like you would have tuned out already anyway, if you weren't interested in this shit. So two things you're looking forward to after lockdown. Um, stand up. I'm going to the pub with mates. Easy. Like can't, cannot wait to get back on tour again. Meet you guys after the show. Like just, I, I want stand up to come back because it will, it will solve my whole YouTube channel crisis. And also it's what I love doing. So probably just stand up and yeah, go on to the pub. I miss beer on tap. I know that's a really generic answer, but dude, the first fucking pub Palmer is just going to hit the spot. So good. Like it's, Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a, a, not erect, but I have just like a, a nice, healthy um blood rush brief blood rush to my penis then thinking about it. <laughs> just like a a healthy um you know <laughs> stop talking about your dick luke <laughs> clearly i haven't grown that much as a person because i just thought it would be funny then to say i've got a boner but it's not that wasn't a good <laughs> it wasn't a good one i think i'm going insane and i'm very tired um Seven, two things you're looking forward to after lockdown. Um, oh, I just read that. Fuck me. I'm, <laughs> I'm going insane. Okay, next one. Sorry, Chloe. All right, you're trying to run a Q&A, but I'm, an, I'm a moron and I can't read. Uh, this one, she said, this one may be too personal, but how do you deal with the pressure of thousands of people watching and listening to everything you say on the regular? I'd personally hate that, but that's just me. Surely sometimes you just wouldn't want to be funny. Um, it's not really that personal, but um, yes, Chloe, um, you are correct. I don't know. I think, I feel like it's a thing that you shouldn't, you shouldn't get into the business of what I do if, if you're uncomfortable with that. That's just step one. You, you can't be a performer or be in the public eye. I don't, that's weird. That makes it seem like I think I'm famous. I'm definitely not famous, but, um, I guess it's just weird. 
and and it still I still think about how weird it is sometimes. It it doesn't really I never really get used to it. Even when people like come up to me in public, I sometimes still am confused as like why people are looking at me. Like sometimes people just stare at me, you know? And then I'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Right? And they'll be like, oh, they watch, watch my videos. But it's just like never my first thought. Um, because I just I don't know, I feel I just feel like I'm hustling just as hard as all my other mates to get ahead in life, you know? I got mates going hard like working at like these big gaming developing companies and like all this stuff and we we're all kind of similar in the sense that you know we're all like I'm 24 so it's like this is the kind of part in your life where it's like go 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 um and I'm just like I don't have much sleep but I do work fucking hard so I feel like um I don't feel I never f- stop to think about that is the answer. So I, I guess I don't feel under pressure. You, you've made me realize now there's a lot of people listening to this and this might be bad content of me just, I haven't made a joke. I mean, the last attempted joke I tried to do in this podcast was blood rushing to my cock. So I'm currently failing as a comedian. So I guess the uh, pressure of thousands of people listening and watching this, um, yeah, that will get to me. Lucky not as many people watch the podcast anymore since it's on my podcast channel now but um yeah i don't know so surely sometimes you just wouldn't want to be funny yeah that happens all the time literally me before i started this podcast i came into meg i was like i cannot be fucked to do it like i am exhausted and i want one day where i don't have to do anything and tomorrow's meg's birthday so i'm gonna take a day off for it and i'm not gonna be streaming tomorrow night but uh I just kind of like need a day to just be like, oh, just chill out. I kind of had a couple of days off of the weekend. It was great. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't really know how to answer that question. It does get to me sometimes, I guess. Sometimes I just don't want to be funny. I feel like I spend a lot more time because I'm on so much now. Like I have to be on with the streams and alert and at least, you know, participating. Uh, I feel like I'm so off now in my personal life. I used to be like pretty funny, witty guy. And I'm only really like that, like around friends now. Usually by myself, I'm just like thinking about shit, you know, oh, what do I need to do? <laughs> it's not very interesting, but that's usually what I do. Uh, and hey, final question. And then we're going to end the podcast. Thank you very much, Chloe. Cause this is just, this is taking me to the end, right? We have fucking run down the clock. She said, finally talk about something that you haven't ever told us before. Now I had to have a good long hard think about this and then it came up with meg and i the other day i don't think because she didn't even know about it and i don't think i've ever talked about it in the podcast forgive me if i have but i definitely haven't talked about it in the last two years i used to have an imaginary friend named mr bunk when i was a kid so that's something you may not know about me it was just a little monster and i don't really remember a lot of it i just kind of remember what, what my parents have told me of it i used to just like come with me everywhere like it was got weird where I'd make mum do the seat belt like mum would put me in the booster seat apparently and then I'd make her do the seat belt for Mr. Bunk as well so like she'd have to do the parent thing of going like oh yeah of course Mr. Bunk's not strapped in and you know one time and the credit to my parents they used to just go along with it like I remember one time apparently I made them uh pull over the car and they then just just to buckle Mr. Bunk in. I'm like, oh my God, he's flying out the window. Like you need to buckle him in. So they pulled over the car on like a main road just to buckle in my imaginary friend. If that 
is not supportive parenting, then fuck, I don't know what is. Good on them. Um, and apparently one day uh, they just hadn't heard me talk about Mr. Bunk for a while. And I forget how old I was when he went away, but my dad goes, oh, where's Mr. Bunk? What's happening, mate? Like I haven't seen him for a while. And I was just like, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's just gone. And then he just never came back. A truly sad end to what was, I'm sure, a very fun uh, relationship that I had with my imaginary best friend. I assume it started when my brother went to primary school and I was just kind of bored alone. Um, but yeah, that's something that I've never told you guys before or even many people because Meg didn't even know about it until the other night when it came up. Um, so yeah, that is, that's something, Chloe, that I probably shouldn't ever say out loud. That I used to have an imaginary friend. <laughs> it's one of the loneliest things you could ever admit. <laughs> um, uh, she said, I hope these gave you at least five minutes of podcast discussion. Chloe, you gave me about 40 minutes. This is great. I can't wait for your stand-up shows to return so I can finally see you live. And please bring back the Life of Luke vlogs since this is once this is all over. They were my fave. Hey, they were my fave too, Chloe. Thank you very much for watching and um yeah i appreciate it guys that is the end of the episode i actually had a bunch of other shit planned i thought that would take like 15 minutes but i do bloody love a chat don't i you cannot deny that the fucking bloke loves a yarn so um i'll do some unpopular opinions next week bit of a different podcast today um but a fun one for me hope you guys enjoyed it and um yeah actually my headache's gone i'm in a great mood Maybe it was just my attitude that was causing my brain to hurt. But uh, yeah, hope you guys are having a good one. We'll be doing uh, Meg's 21st birthday stream on Friday night. If you want to come celebrate, we're going to be throwing her a party. There'll be speeches. There'll be dancing. There'll be cake. There'll be music. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So come and join us on YouTube. It'll be a blast. And uh, yeah. I'll speak to you guys next week on the podcast. Hopefully I'll see you in the live stream on Friday night. And uh, that's it. Goodbye. (laughs)